0: Let me bang, I bang. do let hey, you Let me bang, you crazy man. I let you. I let you. I let you Greetings, Merz and Go for Jesus, No for gay Jesus people. And I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time once again. For your favorite mixed martial arts podcast, recording out of Los Angeles, California, it's MMA Roasted with Adam
1: Hunter. Who the fuck is that guy?
2: Who
1: the fuck is that What's up, people? It's me, Adam Hunter, having a bad hair day. Uh <laughs> So hope you guys do well. We got a brand new MMA roasted podcast. I'm here with Bill Dawes, who I look good, man. I mean, for a guy who's what, 50 years old? How old are you? 48, 48, 47, 48, 48. A lot of people, you know, when they shave their head, it, it comes back in patches. Yours is coming <laughs> back, of <in laughs> course, man. Wait, uh, what do you mean comes back in patches? It does. Or like, you know, you don't know, like you're going balding. It's, it recedes way more than it should. My, if I shave my head, my hairline would start probably over there um but uh you look good man That's thank a, you sir congrats <laughs> on getting your black belt uh it, i don't even understand this because every time i know you i've you haven't rolled in four months i don't think there's ever been a time <laughs> where you told me yeah you know, how's it going i haven't done it in six months i i haven't done it in four months <laughs> But then you keep getting promoted. Is this like the thing where the less you go, the higher the belt? Like how do, how does it how does this work?
2: Ah, oh, god, good question. man. No, well, first of all, I've been doing it for a long time. I do it for twelve years, so it's almost like you kind of you know. But then you have to take a test, and I've always been a good test taker. So, I mean, I, I do it I I do it enough, but I definitely feel like as a black belt, I'm on the lower rungs of uh.
1: Dude, so you're a black belt, man. That's that's something that like point zero 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 one percent of the people will ever be able to I mean go there but now you had to know like 50 escapes, 50 tops 50 submissions is that going through your head all day long?
2: Oh it was awful it was uh, it replaced all the porn in my life it replaced any dating in my life. I've had to cancel gigs because it, it was 30 sweeps 30 uh, 30 takedowns um, 30 passing the guard. Thirty arm locks, uh, yes. thirty chokes, thirty leg yeah. locks. So yeah.
1: So we're gonna get back to get an hour to that. And a half. That huh? Well, congrats, congrats on getting the black belt. Now here's a guy, one of the funniest people I know, one of the nicest people I know, uh, complete badass. No, 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 not behind you. You, Chris Curtis. No, no, no. I just want
0: to make sure my buddy Brad is in the picture. Oh, here he is. Who is that? Brad Riddell? No, no, that's uh. My buddy Brad Tavares. Brad Tavares, Yes. I gotta make sure he's in the picture with me. The captain of your team. Uh I constantly put him in like his picture of random things that I do. There's always Brad's always in my photos. I find it hilarious. I think he thinks it's weird, but I find it hilarious. So I had all these questions which I wanted to get to you,
1: Chris, because I've, I've been watching your stuff and I'm so impressed by you. But then today you're trending again on Twitter. Uh your name popped up. So you gotta talk about uh <laughs> <laughs> the judge, Doug Crosby. Yeah. <laughs> Doug Crosby, who Jesus
2: is known Christ as Christ. the
1: worst judge in the history of MMA, um, came to your gym to give you a speech on judging,
0: what? and you walked out on him? Is that what happened? But it was it was the most like nonsensical <laughs> bullshit like I ever heard. It's I mean, like I wanna give him props for like trying to come in and like you know be a bridge and explain it but I'm like you are not the guy for this like it was, just, it was rough man like i like, i actually just like you know i i i just had to walk away from the conversation of like this this i'm like it's one of those conversations where you feel more confused after the conversation. I, I learned less in this and i knew like when it started it was just like so all right whose idea was this the UFC's idea we just gonna- no, showed up he just fucking showed up. we're just like, all right, like, what are you doing here? It wasn't prearranged? No, he just showed up. And he's just like, was so weird. So he was, like, in town, I guess. And he came and he wanted to talk. And, like, uh, and the coaches are like, oh, okay, I guess. Like, just, like, kind of shows up. But, you know, like, Eric and everybody they are respectful. So they're just like, okay, we'll give this guy his, like, whatever. And he goes into this spiel about, like, the scoring and everything. And he I, I I respect what he was trying to do, man. It was like a, like a QA to kind of figure out the situation. Well my God, I'm like after like four minutes, I'm like, none of this is real. Okay. So i just he, I would rather not know. She
1: walks into Extreme Couture. Eric, your coach, hey guys, Doug Crosby's here. He wants to explain things about MMA judging. There's been some weird things. So you guys all gather around. It's you uh, there's
0: there's there's a there's a bunch of people. It was like it was right after a practice. I know like Sadibu yeah. was there. <laughs> like
1: as an uh, outside as as, as as someone outside
2: to this specifically, was there a match involving someone on your team that he wanted to explain?
0: No, no, no. He was just talking about the judging in general. Like it was this is this is a while ago. He just talking about like. So the funny thing is, this is before everything got wonky. Okay, because like this is before like the like the current like rash of his weird decisions. Uh, I like I personally believe that uh my buddy MMA Joey we believe that Sean O'Malley beating Pyotr Yan broke the timeline, and like that's <laughs> for, like again, like we're now in the worst future. So this was actually before that fight, and like even before this is way before that, and it was just the, I'm telling you, man, I, I wish somebody had recorded it because it was just like I've never wow. been yeah, so but frustrated.
1: So he says like aggression, right? Uh, he says strikes. He says ground control. He says submission attempts.
0: Right. Okay. So let, 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 let me give you this. So right, so he's talking about you know we're talking about I think somebody asked uh, I think Amir asked. Uh, he's like okay well you're talking about control and damage like he's like okay well what's the number one criteria if there's no con- you know with control that like, well it's good, that's got to be damage right he's like yeah so what is damage though like, what the fuck do you mean what is damage <laughs> like. <laughs> And we're, like, we're just like what are you talking like it's it's so like pseudo philosophical and like, i just <laughs> never, i was lo- i was like becoming more i was losing my understanding of the little understanding i had of judging was getting like completely just frayed in this talk. And I'm like, you know what, I'm just gonna leave because like this isn't helping me at all. No, and the thing is you were in law school, right? You dropped out of law I, school. I, I, no, I wanted to be a lawyer. So I was I was uh, I was working on my undergrads in, a, in a law originally. And I'm just like, this doesn't make sense. Like I, I don't understand like, what this actually he, think is. he
1: was talking to idiots or he was talking to like like guys that wouldn't understand no, Like,
0: i i don't think he's i don't think it was him thinking he was talking to idiots i think he's just like has this weird pseudo philosophical like approach to what he does and i'm like no bro it's like you can't be a philosophical judge you have to be like going off of yeah. like, what is here I think I think he looks way too far into it. He's like, well, he's fighting, but like, what is it? I, I, who, who the fuck? I, I think he like, He's got this crazy idea of what the fuck he's doing. That's wow. not like real judging. You know, like it's it's weird, man. Wow. Yeah, and he said, "I'm a stunt man," right? He says, "He's oh, a stuntman. He's like, "Yeah, you know, I, I'm a stunt man." I'm like, what is happening right now? I'm like you, like, you have no experience with fighting. You're a stuntman.
2: Uh-huh. Does Dana yeah, like get... this? Does Dana like him? Do you know? Or Dana well, plays about I, judges too.
0: I have no idea, like what the deal is. Like I, I don't, I don't even well, know. Well, right? The UFC and and the
1: judges don't aren't together, so it doesn't matter if they're like or not. So
2: Dana can't fire a judge. He can't no. be like this judge. No, allowed. the judges no,
1: are from please. the athletic commission. They that no. You just kind of get judges assigned to the athletic commission. Yeah, that's the problem. Is that that wow. that's, that's the big issue right there. Now, Chris, your last fight. Uh, which, by the way, was a great fight. Uh, oh, thank you. fight. Joaquin Buckley, I didn't – that was one of those fights where I'm like, I don't know who's going to win this fight. Honestly, I, I didn't know who was going to win because um, I'm like Chris Curtis is both great fighters. And but Did you think you were losing that fight before the knockdown? Uh,
0: n- honestly, like not really because, like, for me – and this is a big thing with Eric. Uh, Eric and Nate from Extreme are very big about the optics of a fight. And they get on me a lot in training. Even in that fight, you can hear them talking about the optics of the fight. Because in the round, I know that I'm not getting hit. Like, the end of that first round, I've taken no damage. Like, I'm fine. Every time I've hit him, he's like responded to it. I've taken no damage at all. I'm like, okay, like, it's everything's fine. But between rounds, Eric's like, hey, man, like, I know you're fine, but think about how the, you know, optics, think about how the judges see this. Because especially now you have to be more cognizant of like how it looks from the outside because, you know, part of it's like, you know, people are human. You get, and you're sitting ringside. Like you ever sat ringside to a fight guy? It's the worst seat in the house. Like I don't yeah, care yeah, who you yeah, are. Right. MMA ringside the worst seat in the house. There's your vantage points always messed up. Like you can't see as much. So you got to be aware that, you know, like these are people in the worst seats trying to judge a fight. I felt fine, man. I I felt, I was like, okay, like, I don't, I, I didn't feel like he landed anything of consequence. He's moving around. He's throwing a lot. Uh, I watched videos, man. I've seen videos of it. People uh, sent them to me like I chopped up to where you're seeing he's not touching me at all. Like, so, you know, but at the same time, got to be careful about like, how it looks to me outside plus like a uh, crowd reactions and commentary. But I, I thought I was fine. Like, I was in, completely unconcerned i hadn't taken damage i landed the stuff i wanted to like i i felt good about it
1: because the the commentators were like oh chris needs to get going uh they were they were i wouldn't say they were hating on you but they were it seemed like buckley was winning uh based on, <laughs> <laughs> based well,
0: on... i, I laughed I laugh because joe because every joe rogan and i have a weird relationship to where in my first fight with phil uh with phil haas he's like curtis can't uh Curtis can't, He's get some respect. He's got to do something. The moment he said that, I knocked him out. In this fight, he's like, Curtis can't just stand here. I knocked him out. So I'm like, I relationship with Joe Rogan. I'm Can like, you what? hear him saying that? Can you hear him say that while you're fighting? No, it just happens to go that way. Oh, wow. So I'm like, so this ties into the problem I have. On my passport, I have a Russian uh, stamp, right? I've never been to Russia ever. No idea how I have a Russian stamp on my passport. Never been to Russia. And now, like, Joe Rogan's saying key phrases, and I knock guys out. I'm like, am I a Russian sleeper agent? <laughs> like, what is like,
2: – You're a Manchurian bro- candidate.
0: Bro, that right? Is... I'll be like, Winter Soldier, Manchurian candidate. Like, boxcar, 17. you like, yeah, like, what's happening? But every time Joe Rogan does this, I knock a guy out within five seconds. So it's very
1: strange. Dude, I mean, you've won nine out of your last ten fights. Uh you are, you are on such a hot streak, man. Um, I think it's – but you – which is which is which is awesome um but i was looking at your old fights you retired four times
0: you're like the, you're like the jay-z i've retired twice you're like the jay-z of fighting like like right no man it's like i'm not even wearing pants yeah so sorry but no man you know you get sick of the bullshit like i'm done Thinking like all right i'm not done. so every time i realize i hate this i'm like i don't really have so I'm definitely that guy that put all of his skill points in life into fighting, into unarmed combat. So luckily there's, you know, there's a profession for that because, like, this is kind of a weird choice. But the moment I'm like, I hate this, I'm done, I'm frustrated, I'm, like, gone for, like, two weeks, I'm like, man, I'm really bored I didn't have any backup <laughs> plans in life. So, like, yeah, it's kind of like, I love what I do, but at the same time, I definitely put all of my skill points in something that has, like, fighting has no other transferable value in life. So I'm like, fuck, what else am I going it- to do? You can be an adventurer. You can do be in the Marvel Universe after that. So, you know what I, mean? I thought about being so. I shit you not. I have looked up what modern day adventurers do, and there's a lot less like tomb robbing and like fighting Nazis than you would think. hey oh, right right. now, modern adventurers go out and they take pictures on Instagram. I'm like, well, I'm not fighting Nazis. I'm not like discovering lost tombs. So yeah, it's not as cool as we thought it was. That shit <laughs> now, died in, like the 40s.
1: <laughs> now this is. A, I'm going to jump around. I'm a terrible interviewer, but just deal with it. Uh, so. You posted a picture of your son, right? And and Bill. So this is like his son is a is a, a super cute kid. It's the whitest kid you've ever seen, right? Oh, uh, whitest kid ever. <laughs> and, um and he's like, hey, I'm so proud of my boy. He's cooking now. And like my first thought is like, who's gonna tell him? But like, <laughs> <you> know, like- <laughs> Like you know how like like you see a white couple and like this is my son and the, you're like uh are you sure like it was like the opposite of that so then I'm yeah, like right. oh, yeah. so <laughs> then I'm like maybe he adopted a kid maybe he adopted a kid and I'm like oh that you normally know, you don't see black couples adopt white kids it's just not something you see every day I'm sorry yeah. uh, no no no
0: you're, you're hold on hold on a second the
1: boxers Ugh. so then I'm like scrolling through. And I'm like,
0: okay, what what is this story? I, right. I don't want to. How do this I? This is a <laughs> this is a very old picture. And mind you, I didn't pick the orange outfits. And we realized after it looks like a prison photo, which is hilarious. <laughs> but I didn't, pick, I didn't pick the orange shirt. But that's an old yeah. old picture. He's a uh, 15 now. He's 6'2", 200 pounds. He's bigger than me. So I'm like, but, how do I? So I'm like,
1: how do I ask him this and phrase this without offending? Him? <laughs> like this is a very I, I'm a hot, it's his son. So then luckily he goes, he you're right. After like the ninth comment was like yeah. <laughs> the ninth comment of people that were kind of being funny with it like yeah. wow yeah i could see the resemblance or like you know he, he must get his mom's genes something you know so the right, yeah. way it was like you, are you sure you you know i wanted to be like do you have the accountant's phone number like, like, probably, like
0: <laughs> but like i don't i don't know chris that well enough to make that joke you know so bro no i get it a lot man i i get it way more than you would think it's just funny so like you, you met, know you met his mom and she was 3 months pregnant she was the most pregnant i met his mom we we're young i was, uh, I was like 20 she's 19 she's three months pregnant and you know we were kids at the time and i was like i can raise a kid whatever so at the time in hindsight is probably not the most responsible thing for like us to do but then I mean, we were kids at the time and uh we did it was uh, it
2: was the most responsible thing for you to do Are you yeah, kidding yeah, me that's yeah, incredible yeah, man
0: yeah, yeah i mean well we sure, yeah we're just, i was like you know what screw i can raise it i can raise a kid and uh, so we we started dating then, and she was like, "Um, you know, I'm pregnant." I was like, "Yeah, it's fine. Don't worry about it. It's just a kid." <laughs> so, uh, you know, six months later, I cut his cord, and I've been there ever since.
1: Like, yeah. Now, now I have a lot of which is amazing, and that's got to be the coolest <laughs> story for the
0: kid to have you as the dad. Like- oh, dude, yeah. No, it, it, there's been some weird shit like because of like the situation. But I to cut you off, but one time this funny story. I was a uh, he was like a year old, and I'm coming home from practice. It's like a nice day outside. So I was like, I'll walk to the babysitter to pick him up, right? We lived like uh in Northside in Ohio, in Cincinnati. So I go to the babysitter, I pick him up. I'm walking past the bar, and there's like dudes, like biker dudes out there. I got this like kid and a diaper bag in my hand. And dude's like, hey, 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 did you steal that baby? And I'm oh, like, what? no. Oh, my God. Nah. Oh, like- my God. I was like, what the? <laughs> I was so blown away. I was like, "Why would that be your go-to situation?" <laughs> <laughs> like, anything you can pull from top front of your ass. Did you steal this baby? And I was I like, mean, "Yes, that is, I stole this not, white like, is baby." That your kid? Are you the nanny? I mean, there's other ways that you can probably, could probably. Uh, it could be a step kid. I could be like, yeah, yeah I could be a babysick like, bro, like. Your wow. first question was, did you steal that baby? I was like, yes. <laughs> Yeah, and normally, no offense, but we'll trying to get rid of they Then I trying to steal
1: babies. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, how many, you know. When you
0: see dudes <laughs> running around stealing kids, like, it is not, <laughs> that is not something we do with. Like, bro, no. no what did I, you I, say? I, did you get mad? I, I was like, no. I that's st- like, yes, I stole this baby. Like, I, I stole this baby. Diaper bag and all. He's sitting here, like, drooling on me. Like, yeah, and that, it's just what I do. Like, you oh, know. It's like a baby <laughs> thief. Yeah, right. Like, you know, like this like, kid comes up, takes care of your kid, he's feeding him. Like you just like, you steal babies for fun, like yeah. Oh my so god. Fucking insanity. <laughs> now,
1: now the father, I guess, wasn't around at all.
0: Oh uh, no, he's a piece of shit. He is useless. I mean, he was just, he's still absolutely useless. So, you know, uh he's he's met him, like he uh, he knows him. Uh you know, as he got older, he got we have an opportunity, to, like, like hey, like so. <laughs> so he was about six, six or seven, when you're, like, first grade, you're, you're around, like, other kids now, more than, like, elementary school and, like, then like, kindergarten. But they can start, like, articulating their thoughts and ideas. But thinking around first grade, he's at school, and he's seeing mixed kids. And, like, now he's questioning, like, oh, like, you know, like, maybe he's, like, learned, like, like first grade, but like, like, mixed kids have yeah. a black and a white parent. So he comes home, he's looking around and I, I can see him starting to understand like something's like, something's like not quite right here. <laughs> right. At six is when I first saw him by like, putting two and two together. But he didn't have four yet. He knew something was wrong. It wasn't three. Yeah. And <laughs> I think he was in fourth grade when because uh, uh, he asked, like, so when he was young, he asked us, he's like, when am I going to be dark like that? <laughs> and we were oh, like, wow. oh, shit, like. And we were like, oh. so I, I realized, like, hey, man, like, he thinks he's going to get dark as he ages. And I'm like, oh. So he even asked me before why I was dark. And I was like, well, I fell on the chocolate river as a kid. And it just yeah. you know, he's like, I fell, on the and I fell into the like, Willy Wonka's chocolate river because he loved Willy Wonka. So I was like, I fell on the chocolate river. And he was like, cool, whatever. He accepted it. And like me, you know, it's, it's just an painted comment to get a laugh. Not thinking that like this I'm this kid's dad. He's like he took that as like, okay, like all right, that makes perfect sense to him. So That's later scary. he's like in like second or third grade, and he's like, I'm not gonna get dark, am I? And we're like, oh. <laughs> So we had oh. to have that talk when we were, you know, had to have that talk. Oh man. And uh, we explained, oh it was great. We explained it. Uh we gave up to meet his biological father and uh you know when he was like ten, I think he was like twelve actually, We met meant biological father. And uh, we let him do that. It was his choice. And he's like, you know what? Can you just stay? Be- can you just keep being my dad? And I'm like, yeah, man, it's fine. He's like, all right.
1: <laughs> that <laughs> is the cool. coolest thing ever. huge well, his dad's in the UFC. He's a fighter. Yeah, he's a dad. He can kick anyone's ass. Like, he's a nice I want guy. you to be my
2: dad.
0: Bro, he laughs. He laughs because uh, I guess he told, uh, he explained it uh, at school this year. That uh his dad's a UFC fighter. And he showed the picture and they were like, that's not your dad. So he called me, Facetimes me from school. He said, will you please tell them something hadn't explained to his teacher? Like, yes, it class classmate, i his dad. And like, they were fight fans, so they got a kick out of it. So it, it's kind like, of a weird right here. Me, did, you, did you steal him? Teacher
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> that's, dude, that's so funny With kids, my my, my daughter, there's a, a comic who's a little person and, you know, Nick, you know, Nick, Bill. Yeah. Nick. the first time my daughter saw him, she just stared and she's like uh and she looked at me and she's like after he left daddy why is he on a a baby's body and I, I was like <laughs> I didn't know how to I'm like well you know people come in all different sizes and shapes and you know and that's just the way you know I you know try to say it as <laughs> sense.
2: Is the baby's body? that's a good way to ask the question
1: yeah I mean-
0: well articulated for her. Like, I see the baby's body. Like, oh oh no! One one
1: time, one time, like she didn't want to wear black pants. So I'm like, Violet, black is beautiful. Like your friend Ozell, she's black and she's beautiful. She goes, No, she's not. She's brown. And I was like, Oh man! Like, <laughs> point.
2: Good point.
0: <laughs> Dude, they, they they will catch you off guard in like the weirdest ways. You're just like, uh. And I had to realize, like a while ago, that you got you got to be careful of what you say because, like, they take that to heart, and they're just like, okay, well, that's law then. Yeah, so, yeah, no, I can't believe told them. He he fell in a chocolate river. That is, <laughs> I, did, I I totally thought it was just like a throwaway line, and I didn't realize for years he's going around like, <laughs> well, like it's just chocolate. Yeah, I found a chocolate river. So I look back on that, I was like, bro, like. Uh-oh. He's well adjusted, but I'm like, what things are like laying in there dormant that he hasn't like outgrown yet? I'm like, oh man. If uh, I ever have any more kids, I gotta be really careful. It's like, ooh, I uh I dive some bullets.
1: Oh my God. And then I and then I I read that, dude. This so Chris is such a good guy. He's that his his neighbor. Now, this is funny. So he's got an Italian neighbor, an old woman, who leaves ribs on his door for him. know <laughs> uh ribs and lasagna. Oh and lasagna. I know, but the ribs now, <laughs> Is that a little offensive that you come home to ribs, like or, or like, with the ribs that good? Where you were like, you know, hey, what? first of all,
0: if you leave me ribs, I'm never going to be offended. So, like there are some stereotypes that are absolutely true, and that happens to be one of them. Like so, I'll never be offended about like my bad, like ever. But she also left me lasagna, so I'm like, you know what? It evens out. It's fine. Oh, like okay. Oh, <laughs> But that. yeah, it's great. I, I have an apartment grandma, and she uh, she follows fighting. Her uh, kids follow fighting, and like uh, it's funny cool. because she's she's so into it. Like I come back, and she's like, "Oh, you did great! Well, I got ribs and lasagna." Like it, it's absolutely wonderful. I'm just like, it's it's so strange to me. Like this little old woman is like really into fighting. they're not like passively watching. She has like. You know, her family have like fight nights. They watch. She knows fighters. I'm like, this is really strange. Like, yeah. you are not the target demographic, but I appreciate it, this. <laughs>
2: is it because of you? She got into fighting because of you as her. No, neighbor? Apparently,
0: apparently her uh, her son and uh, his wife are into it, and she got into it too. And it's just something. And then like, oh, and then like, her son knew who I was. And it was just, it's just it's, she just stays into it. Like, she's got favorite fighters. She knows, like, fight events. I'm like, this is really weird. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I love it, terrible. but it is the strangest thing in the world to me. Now, you got called out last week.
1: A fighter actually called you out, which never, never happens. Uh, no, Buckley but, uh, called me out. What? Buckley called me out. Baby. Oh, Buckley called you out. But so did uh, yeah. Alex Jewick, Alexa Chuck. What? How do you say that?
0: I'm not broke. So when I was supposed to fight Dujkis Duplessis, I didn't know how to say his name for like six months. Seven. I just learned to say his name like a month ago. So I'm not even gonna try to pronounce this guy's name until yeah, like yeah. I actually get a real one. I'm the oh like I don't know. What was it Mikal? Michi? Michal? Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know. But yeah, that was interesting. Didn't on TV. <laughs> I was like, I've reached the point to where at first I was like, oh, that's cool. I've reached a point to be called out on TV. And then I'm like, wait, do you think I suck? Is that what it is? <laughs> so I, I've lost sleep over that. I'm like trying to like go back and forth on it. I'm like, uh, now, I don't, now I don't really know if I like you anymore. I don't know. Well, it
1: seems like everybody who uh, who underestimates you. Now we have Philip Hawes coming on the podcast a little bit. He's calling in from Thailand. He's
0: a guy that you beat. Uh, now, did you train with him? Oh, Hawes? Yeah. No, I've never met – I've trained with Buckley. I've never met Hall. I've never met Hall until we fought.
1: Did Buckley get the best of you in practice? Is that why he thought he was going to be easy?
0: Yeah, I, did. I guess he, I think he did really well in practice. The thing is, though, I'm not somebody that likes to spar hard. Like, he likes to go balls out. Like, uh, Strickland, like my boy Strickland, always yells at me about, like, going light, like going easy in sparring. But I've got, man, I've got, what, 40 pro fights. If you add other shit together, probably I've like, had 100 matches by this point. Like I don't need to go balls out every time in sparring. Like I was like coming off of an injury, trying to get ready for a fight. You know, I I, I like Buckley. But I don't really know him that well, so like I'm not trying to get into, like a death battle with a guy. Like have one of us get hurt. So I'm I'm a nice dude in training. Like, but don't think that I can't hurt you. Like I'm someone who like, and Sean always yells at me because like I'll take more damage than I have to in sparring because I'm not trying to kill a guy. And, like, strictly trying to kill things in sparring, but I'll end up taking in sparring more damage than I need to because like, I'm not there to win sparring. I'm there yeah. to work on things. And like, even more so than that, like, when you spar, there's supposed to be like an understanding between good sparring partners. Like, I'm looking out for you, you're looking out for me. And like, I'm just one of those people to where it's never. A round of sparring is never worth risking somebody getting hurt to me. It's just not. Like no it's it's stupid. Nobody gets paid. Like no, it's it's not worth it. So I'm I'm a very nice, calm guy in sparring. Does Strickland fight better in sparring than he does in his fights? He's 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 just a murderer in sparring. I I wish like it's I wanna figure that out. I think uh in a fight, he's I think in a fight he becomes too focused on being perfect. Like he'll flow a lot better in spar. I think in a fight he's just too worried about doing everything perfect. And he's like, you know, it's like it's compl- I, I, I like once he gets that middle ground and he'll be just the biggest fucking problem ever. But I think in fights he's too worried about being perfect. He, he looked
2: like ever. his last fight. He looked like he was just kind of coasting. I just felt like I was like he never watched like another gear. It felt yeah, like he,
0: he was he was calm. He was trying so once again he was doing everything right. He's like calm, touching, going, but. Well, like, from a technical standpoint, he looked like he was doing—he was doing things right, but like he just—he was too focused on being perfect theory. He thought he was ahead. He didn't push. He was just like trying to fight the perfect fight. I think sometimes that happens with him. He's just like so obsessed with like having everything be like perfect that it works to his detriment. Because I think Sean's
1: him, like otherwise. Hmm? Do you worry about him otherwise? Because it seems like he's a maniac. I don't know. He, if he's- he's-
0: oh god he's just a crazy person and i've since realized at this point like you know like as long as he doesn't like oh god like dude i'm telling you like he's he's the biggest source of like stress in like my fighting life because like we're working years ago we're at the gym one day we get a call like hey sean's in the hospital he got hit by a car on his bike and like he's gonna lose a leg and we're like what <laughs> like why and, like, you know, it's, you can get a message from him like, oh, yeah, I was going to fight to a guy. Uh, I pulled over with the guy, I rolled registered it. I was to give him a on car his card and fight. They're like, why are you this way, Sean? Like, he, you can, you can take him anywhere. He will find somebody to fight with. Like, it doesn't matter <laughs> where. It's just, he's just the most abrasive, good dude. Sean's a really good dude. Like, people don't believe it. But, like, he's like a brother. He's a really, really good guy. But he's also the single most abrasive human being you'll ever meet in your entire <laughs> life. Like, if you don't have thick skin, Sean's gonna—he's gonna start cutting deep really quickly. You gotta have thick skin with Sean. Were you there when Jake Shields fought Mike Jackson? No, I found out about that late. I wish I had been there. Like I didn't go to the PI that day, unfortunately. But like I saw the videos. But I like talked to Jake yesterday. Like, what is going on? And like, you know, it, it's just yeah, give back
2: because some people don't. I know. I mean, I'm buddies with Jake, but I'm a little bit. Uh, I don't know all the backstory. So this guy was calling Jake a Nazi on Twitter. Is that well, basically the general?
0: he's been calling Jake a Nazi on Twitter for a long time, and yeah. they've gone back and forth. And then there was the. Uh, you know, like might talk a lot of shit, and then they were like, oh, "All right, fine, it's on site." So they both said on site. So I'm like, "Why? Like, what's the problem? If we're if we're arguing and we're we're both like fine, it's on site. What does that mean to you? <laughs> but, like, yeah, like bro, like we're like there's no discussion. Like we're we're gonna like wait, when we see each other, we're going like we're gonna settle this. So apparently, like he didn't know what on site. Uh, maybe he's no on site means, but like I was like, I'm not mad. I'm like, bro, you did this. Like you." It's like that's the equivalent to slapping you with a glove. Like, you know, like the challenge is on, like, the next move is go. It, fuck, I, I can't be mad. I'm like, I, bro, know, both, I know
1: both those guys. I don't think Jake is not a Nazi. Uh no,
0: I I know them both. Jake is fucking great. Like, I wish, like, it's so shitty because like, you know, Jake. People because people have different beliefs than you or, like, value doesn't mean they're fucking Nazis or, or fucking fascists or communists, whatever. Like, people throw that shit around way too much. Like, politically, Jake and I have very different leaning. I'm, like, more, like, center left. He's definitely more uh, right. But I would never call Jake a Nazi. That dude's gone out of his way for me multiple times. Like, he's gone out of his way for multiple different people. Like, yeah, he does say off-the-wall shit sometimes. But I don't think we have to, we have to realize that not everyone is going to be like the same cookie cutter mold of like political correctness. And that's fine. There are levels to that. But like you can't just start calling somebody a Nazi. I, I mean, then you can't call somebody a Nazi and not expect that dude to whoop your ass. And that's Mike's philosophy is that if you don't denounce
1: Nazis all the time, or you basically saying if you're not with us, you're against us, you know, and I've never seen Jake support the Nazis. I know. <laughs> I know. I know.
0: What's... And then he
1: also said that black people
0: can't be racist. I I, I, I love that. Like, You're black. You can't be racist. Like, mm, You're black. I don't think so. I will go being black. It's very hard to like be like systemically racist as that that implies like a power system. But like, no, you can be racist as being black. Like, yeah, like you you, you can't do the systemic racism thing because that implies you're in a position to like do that. But black people can definitely be racist. Like, yeah, like anyone can be racist.
1: So, but I think Mike is a, a good person. I just think that like uh, I think I think both of them maybe be in, like have like there's bubbles, there's too many bubbles around, you there know. Are.
0: And I I get along with Mike. I've trained with Mike, I like Mike. I just think this is a bad look. I'm like, you gotta you you gotta like broaden not so much as broaden like your views on things, but you have to learn to relax your yeah. Like,
1: and if you call every single person a Nazi, it kind of takes away the power yeah. of, a,
0: like, obviously, really, yeah, from the really shitty people out there who, are like, yeah, guy yeah, probably is a Nazi. Like, yeah. no, like, you just dis- disagreeing with you doesn't make you a Nazi. Like that dude over there, like, you know, trying to burn down villages is probably a Nazi. Like, what's what's use the right uh
1: the right it's word? Crazy. It's crazy. So, by the way, congrats on cracking finally into the top fifteen. You're number fourteen now. Yeah, uh, we were 15, yeah. 14, just 15 was, uh, Pat, again. Now we're back up to 14. also Pat Barry's favorite number. Um, no. Oh, I'm Ooh. sorry. I'm sorry. I had to. Uh, sorry.
0: It, was, it was a joke. It was <laughs> a joke. <It> was, <laughs> Pat Barry stays taking. He's, that man takes strays anytime <laughs> anything comes up. It was, it was, I almost was, That man stays taking strays.
1: Like, Jesus. It was a joke. the a joke. I happened to like Pat Barry. He, he's nice. He called me the other last week and I was like, oh. Fuck! I answered the phone. I'm like, oh, I'm like, I did not. He goes, yo, Adam, hit me back. And I'm like, I didn't know this guy even had my number. I'm like, fuck. So I call him back, and I'm like, hello. And I'm waiting for him to be like, what the fuck? And I'm like, hey, man, these are jokes, and yeah, I'm a comedian. But but right but right away he goes to yeah, man, you hit my my buddy up to uh to present an award, and uh you know, and he was like beyond nice. It, he was. He was training with the guy and he want to know, is, is he, is he nominated? It was just such a nice, like, i was like.
0: So God. I got to train with him in Colorado for a little bit and I met him out there. Really nice dude. Really funny dude. He's just like, you know, he's definitely a crazy guy. Just like, you know, that's
1: uh, a. That eyes are going nice different way. directions. He's one of those guys whose eyes are always open. <laughs> he's,
0: well, he's, yeah. He's got very, he's got very expressive eyes. Like he's, he's yeah. very like, intense energy to where he's like. Yeah, that dude almost broke my leg with a leg kick, and I was like, "Please don't kick me again." Like, <laughs> like I'm fine. Which is a very intense dude, but he's not like mean intense. He's just, yeah. yeah it's yeah. like the most focused form of ADD imaginable. So where he's just, like, yeah, man, yeah. Like, he's a nice dude, man. I dude stays catching strays though.
1: One thousand. Now, um, you train with Ankeliev? Yeah. How good is that guy?
0: But. I- <laughs> He's just a large, large, mountainous Russian man. Like, he's just – he's a big, strong dude. He's athletic. He's good everywhere. Like, he's – yeah, uh, like, there's, there's a reason why there's weight classes. And, like, that. I, I would never dare to go to 205 because, like, that dude's just a mountain of a human being. Now, are you – I mean, I know you don't –
1: try To win sparring, uh, but are it was a competitive? I mean, could you? Oh, you- I have to, I
0: will try to fight Uncle I have to the death because if I don't <laughs> just by sheer value, like sheer like quantity of his mass, he'll kill me if I try to go easy. So, I have to fight Uncle I have. Like, wow. he's a, the thing is, though, he's a really good training partner, man. Like, dudes, like, we spar together a lot. We've gone, we've done with war a bunch of times. He's never fucking, like hurt me or whatever. He's he's well intentionally, he's a really good training partner, man. But, uh, just he, he's just good man like you know stand up i can like i can kind of like i can wholly hang with him but <laughs> our last sparring i'm like throwing combinations i'm like tired So I'm, like the cutter of whatever he just keeps knocking me over it's not even takedowns he's kind of like shoving me <laughs> over i'm just like all right man like you know i'm 190 pounds he
1: just shoves me over and laughs i'm like oh right. thank like, it all right i watched you one time spar with uh kevin holland i was at the gym and Kevin Holland was talking shit to you the whole fucking time. Uh, that was that was that was you, right? It that was, that was in there? Feel, I think it was that syndicate. It may have been back at. I, don't syndicate. Know. I think it. Yeah. Was, and I was like, and you were it was a, it was very competitive, but I'm like, man, that must have been annoying for you. I don't care. like it's bro
0: it's I've got so many fights that you're not gonna say anything to me in a fight to make me care. Like it, it's it's you can say whatever you want like I I don't care bro I've got more fights than most people on like any two rosters like so like you're never gonna upset me talking it around I'm like okay like I don't know like I, I think people like all the people that works on are people who mentally like break easily in about, the round um, what about Francis because I I talked to Jay
1: Haran one time. I mean, I mean at one time he's a good friend of mine and he was telling me that Francis will just be like, hey, let's spar together anybody at the gym. Bro,
0: and I think about your- Francis all the time. He beat me he, like the picture going around video going around to so where the other guy uh, it's like on uh I think Tuesday, to where uh he's like, Oh, let's go this round grappling. He just takes me down. And like, I can't, I can't get up from Francis. Like he's fucking 300 pounds. So he just like <laughs> on my back, like flattens me out. and just like bullying me. And I'm like, what am I supposed to do? And Eric's like, just stand up, Chris, just stand up. And I'm like, what the hell, man? Well, yeah, I Francis did. will grab you and you're like sparring Francis and like, it's the work. I've got really good defense. I've got some, I'll say I got some of the best defense in the sport. He'll just jab, I help, I'll block and he still hurts me. And I'm just like, this is pointless.
1: Yeah, they said that yeah, absolutely. I remember seeing uh, what's his name, John Wood, and his sh- his arm was in a fucking cast. And I yeah. go, I go, what happened? And he goes, I was holding mitts for Francis. Uh, Jesus. I, and his arm's in a cast. I I've yeah. never like normally you see I see guys like Pat Barry, I've seen guys you know Josh Barnett. They're big, but they're not chubby, but they have a you know they're good. yeah, dude, like football <laughs> players almost. Yeah. Like, like in Ganu probably is like 7% body
0: fat in a 290-pound frame. Like I always, I always say, like, I know Francis is a real person. I talk to Francis. I interact with Francis. <laughs> like, I sparred Francis.
1: What's up, people? Football is back, and BetOnline remains your number one source for all your football betting needs this season. you always find the latest football odds, team matchup info, Player news and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and live scores and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on your favorite sports and events bet, Major League Baseball, MMA, tennis, boxing, even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code CLNS50 to receive your rewards. Bet online, where the game starts. But well, there are but times when I
0: there are times when I see him and my brain is trying to like decide if he's been photoshopped on my reality. <laughs> I'm like, you know, like he look. I look at him. There are times my brain is like, he's not. Like, is, is this real? Like you'll see him. He looks like a picture somebody like edited and just put back into reality. And I'm just like, I don't know if it's fucking real or not. But he's the strongest man ever. I remember the last time I actually like really tried to spar him. He grabbed my wrist. We were standing, we were clenched, He grabbed my wrist. So I go to pull my wrist out and I can't get I can't get it. So I'm like, okay, I'll try again harder. So I pull with everything I had because he's holding my wrist and his arm doesn't budge. And I'm like, fuck that. Like, no, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I am a grown man. And I pulled, he didn't move. And I was like, this is a pointless endeavor.
2: What was that thing where he he he, he has the punchy power of like a, a Ford Fiesta or there's some tests he did? Does he <laughs> yeah, have the highest that do Yeah, other 30. fighters do that test?
0: Yeah, they 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 do, and apparently he hits you as hard as a 30 mile per hour Ford Fiesta, which is like you know, not an okay test. No, like, yeah, like,
1: okay, so you're hundred you're probably about two oh five walking around, two hundred pounds. 200 on 200, a good day. Yeah. And he's about three hundred. So yeah. what if he get so taking you down and sitting on you? What, what is he getting out of that? A, a laugh. <laughs> this,
0: this, <laughs> this is a laugh, This is purely a laugh on Francis's part. Anyway, I shit you not. There are times when we'll jump him. Like uh, last week, me and Albert Durev jumped him, and he still escaped. Because <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to think, like, what is he? I mean, I could see, I could see he's working on speed.
1: So if, if he's on the feet, but once he takes you down and just holds you,
0: like, how is At that? that point, He's just messing around. Like he, he's just he's just dicking around, being a joke. Like you know, like oh, for Francis, God. like you know, he's he's not in camp right now. In camp, he'll bring in bigger guys who uh, can make who can push him. For right now, he just, he just
1: fucks around with us just to sweat. He, like he did my comedy show, and he was like, it was him, Misha Tate, Cindy Dandois, a bunch of people, and I was like, look at you, man. Back in the day, you were you were a king, and now you came here and you're driving for Uber. Like I fucked with him so hard. Uh, <laughs> And and he was laughing, but I don't think he got a lot of the jokes, you know, like because his English so, was like...
0: I don't know because here's the thing people don't realize Francis Ngannou actually has a pretty funny sense of humor. He's got a very dry sense of humor. It's pretty understated. But Francis has said some off-the-wall things that you're like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, I think he knows he's being funny, but like he like he plays it like very tongue-in-cheek. So like one of the best things that I've ever seen. Uh and I, I know he did th- like the more I think about this, the more I know he did this on purpose to be funny. But uh, like two years ago, I had a buddy, uh, Sean Lally, came out. I got fun contenders. He was out in Vegas. He was like, like uh, extreme?" See, he hey man, you think I am going to spar around with Francis on sparring day? I was like, "Yeah, man, go ask." He's like, "Yeah, sure." I was like, hey Francis, this guy Sean's a welterweight wants to spar you. And Francis was like, "Yeah, sure." So Sean's got his gloves on. As the round begins, Francis comes up, looks him with in the eye. Puts his hand on top of his hands It goes, "Do not be afraid." And I was like, Bro, what the fuck? <laughs> you saw like you saw Sean. It's like Sean's an army. Goes an army ranger, and you see him kind of like, what's happening right now?" Uh-huh. And I absolutely died. And like Stone Francis is like straight face. Just, like he's, like, he's a bit more of a troll than you think he is, but he's like, oh, he's
1: very understated with his humor. When I saw him at the fight, he goes, you, come here. I'm like, oh, oh no. And then, he, and then he goes, you sit with me, rest the show. Like, he was, and then I had to go. I'm like, yo, I got to do a comedy show. So I, I, I gave Jay Haran the ticket. And, like, thank God. But like, he
0: was... No, Francis, is, he's, he's fun people, man. He's, he's a really good dude. He's uh, hes way he, funnier than people give him credit for. Is he injured now? He's, I think he's coming off. I think he's, like, trying to get off of the list. I'm not sure, like, where his recovery is, but, like, you know, he did a surgery after the uh, gone fight.
1: Uh-huh. So him, versus, like, him versus John Jones, what happens this fight? Uh,
0: assuming John Jones doesn't come out and try to stomp on Francis's like, repaired knees... Like, so I don't that's really. exactly what's going to happen. You know that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's the only thing that concerns me. But my God, like, so here's the thing John Jones can get hit. He's been touched up a bunch in fights. DC touched him up. Uh, Stepe uh, touched, uh, not Stepe, but uh, Gustafson. Gustafson touched him up. Uh, Santos touched him up. Uh, Dominic Reyes touched him up. So it's not like he's like this defensive, like, master, like, you know, defensive master. He's not going to get hit what happens when France, like Francis hits people, they die. You don't go to sleep. You don't fall down. Like, just, you know, you stop living. Like, he separates you from your mortal coil. So I don't see John Jones not getting hit for five rounds. And, like, there are fights, France, people say Francis is going to lose. That He, like, okay, but when I touch you, you die, and that wins. So, like, I can't see him staying alive for five rounds. I
1: can't. Got it. I mean, I can't wait to watch that fight because it's just, like, I mean when, it when is it go- when's that is it set
0: supposedly going to be in march um, Suppose, hey, and that's a that's a big asterisk man like i i don't john jones like i would love to see john jones come back but i have no i'm not going to hold my breath on john jones ever coming back i don't think it'll actually happen i would love for it to happen but i think i, I just i just don't see it happening now did you put your uh your hat in
1: to fight Jake Paul, or am I imagining this?
0: No, no, I uh, so <laughs> not me. I was never like what I, I didn't care. I thought it was just like a joke. But uh, a, a boxer I know who trained with Jake Paul, A professional boxer, really good. Like is a been a champion. So I was talking to him the this week actually on Monday I think about Jake Paul because I was like okay, I was like okay, like, you gotta fill me in. Like, is this a joke? Is he like, is he like trolling us all? Is this like really just like orchestrating marketing to whoever he's like, no, man. He's like, Jake actually trains his ass off. And he's like, he's not the best guy in the world, but he works his ass off and he's getting better quickly. Like, you know, he's like dedicated to it. So initially I had like my, my reservations against Jake Paul. I was never really concerned. I thought, I thought it was kind of just like a fucking YouTube thing. But, you know, he's telling me, like, that the dude's actually working his ass off and he gets better. And he's, he's getting better quickly. So, I don't really hate Jake Paul as much as I thought I did because, you know, I heard from somebody that, you know, I I put it, I put take value in their work. Like, the dude's working his ass off. And, you know, he, he's becoming a threat. So, I just want to sit back and see, like, where he goes. I haven't told him. Like, if this next time, you know, you guys are sparring, let me know. I just... I want to do some rounds with them just so I can see like where you are at. What you see on TV is always – you know it's it's just not the same. I want to see where you are in person. So Chris, I want to Chris, do some rounds in with them. Chris,
2: was a person who told you this, someone who works for Jake Paul, is getting paid by Jake Paul? Because me and Adam work for comics sometimes that aren't that great, but we're like, no, they're awesome. Trust me, they're getting better. They're killing. We're writing their
0: jokes. I just need to it's a story partner, but on, on, on this one, I'll take it. I'll take him on his word for it. Cause like, you know, I, I respect him and uh, I know he's got skills and just the way you broke it down. I was like, okay, it sounds about, it sounds pretty legit. So
1: now, I was at syndicate one time and I was watching the pro Mike Pyle was training, you know, holding pads, so I not say training, but he, he invited me to watch the, uh, the pro sparring and Tom Hardy was there and holding his own against pro fighters. Like. I mean, he had a big headgear. No one else had this huge fucking giant headgear on, you know. But he he was doing well. I mean, you would not have known this was Tom Hardy until somebody told me that was Tom. Like he looked like one of
0: the guys at the gym. Have you ever trained with him, Tom Hardy? I don't. I don't think so. I don't know. I don't. I don't actually. Man, here's the thing. Without my glasses on, I have no. I can't see anything. Like I can see like a two and a half feet in front of me tops. So. I could have trained with Madonna and I would have no fucking clue. (laughs) Like, yeah, like, I I don't know, man. But I've actually heard, man, Tom Hardy can fight. Like, the dude actually trains. Like, he takes it seriously. He's got, like, a, what, like, a purple belt jiu-jitsu now? He he just won a a
2: tournament, like, uh, two months ago in jiu-jitsu, yeah, as a blue belt.
0: that's all tool. Like, let's be real, man. Like, dude, there are people out there who aren't fighters who can fight. Like, there are people out there who aren't pros who can actually throw down. So, like, it's not like it's unheard of you am like shit, man. Apparently, Tom Hardy can actually fight, so like more hats off to him. He's like five two with a ball of muscle, so that could be a problem.
1: <laughs> no, 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 Bill. I don't think you know. So Vegas is like, it's like the gyms are like ex girlfriends, right? There's Syndicate, which is John Wood, which used to be uh, Tap Out Gym, became Syndicate, and there's Extreme Couture. And for some reason, the fighters keep going back and forth. Some of the times they're banging the, – the fighters are banging each other, and then they they get to a fight, and then they have to go to Syndicate. They have to go to – It's the- weird. And then there's, like, other, like, cast-offs. Like, there's, like, you know, Tenth Planet in Vegas, and then Mayweather has a gym, and then Bones Adams has a gym. There's all these different, like, gyms in Vegas, but Syndicate and Extreme. And Vandalay Silva had a gym for one at one point, but it was – that was, like, a fight uh, underground, you know, and that was, like, fight. <laughs>
0: No, Juan Jim is still there. Apparently, yeah, it's still there, still yeah. big Now, it's kind of like
1: Arizona, it's kind of like Phoenix, huh? Kind of like
0: Phoenix, right?
1: Now, Chris, you were at Syndicate, and now you're at Extreme.
0: Yeah, I've been at Extreme like full time. I was at both actually, but uh, I switched over to Extreme full time about a year and a half ago.
1: Were you banging some chicks? Oh no, you're married. That that wasn't
0: it. <laughs> no, so, I'm not married. I'm not married. No, God, no, I'm not married.
1: Oh, you're not married? No, no. Fuck are no, you still God.
0: with the? Are you still with your son's mom? No, she, uh, no, we, we split a long time ago, but like his, she's still like my best friend in the entire world. Like she actually got remarried. How oh, old is Miles? Two, two or three years ago. And uh, my wedding gift to her was I bought her a wedding dress. Wow.
1: So does the kid live with you?
0: Uh, no, he's with his mom. He's actually coming out here after Christmas. Uh, he wants to do a year in Vegas. So we said, oh, like, God. at 16, you know, like, we'll let him do a year in Vegas. But she was like very nervous about letting him go to Vegas, like, before that point. So he turns 16 next year. So we think about we'll letting him come out here. I'm buying a house uh pretty soon. So he'll have his own room. So we'll think he'll do, we we'll think maybe next year he'll do a year in Vegas and like just to get away, do something different. Got it. So you're uh,
2: young, you're, you're quasi famous, you're single in Vegas. How do you avoid all the crazy temptation out there and throw it all away on women and booze and? you know
0: because when i first came to vegas not too far into that i dated a crazy chick and then after that but after the pfl incident where i went bad you had bad running pfl i was in a dark place in my life man really dark place so my lashing out was i ended up going to miami meeting a like half cuban stripper and then moving her to vegas oh no so i made that mistake and that was like a thirty thousand dollar mistake and i was <laughs> like you know what Never again. So, why was it a third? Now, did you pay for her butt implants? Like, what, why was it a $30,000? Between moving her, so moving her out here, taking care of her, then yeah. like sending her back when everything went sideways. Was it was she just living in Vegas, too. No, 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 no. I was paying for everything. I fucked up. Uh, I was in a dark place. I just needed love. Well, I mean, so, yeah. so, uh, well, well so. for, for, for I mean, she, she lives in a dark place. I was visiting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. It just, uh, that, that was a mistake you make once all right
1: so, so we did that so uh, hanging out with sean strickland and strippers is not a recipe for success uh and, <laughs> and, and, and yeah it's, uh, it, it'll cost you It'll it'll uh, it adds up pretty fast so so now you're single and are you, are you on bumble or,
0: or tinder or are you no I'm, I'm i'm seeing i'm seeing somebody i'm good or it's uh I'm, I'm not yeah not 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 married uh, i'm seeing somebody but i'm, I'm pretty low-key man like for me uh, I don't really drink. I don't gamble at all, and uh, I'm not a party person, man. Like I'm, ha- I'm happy being at home, being right. in my stuff. Like, oh, let me guess. you dating games.
1: is uh, you were training her at the gym? No, 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 I, no.
0: I know I, no, I don't. So I don't. So at this point in my life, at 35, I don't fuck with anyone from the gym. Anyone who trains at the gym, right? And I will never date another fighter ever again. Oh wow! <laughs> what who are <laughs> you date? Well, no. I've, I've, there have been mistakes. We're not going into it. <laughs> there, there have been mistakes.
1: Got it got, it. got it. Got it. So now, okay. So what does this girl do? The, the new girl. Uh massage. Oh, nice. That's
0: perfect. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's that's, easy. That's, easy that, that's perfect.
2: Um, so you better yeah. her while she was giving you
1: a massage.
0: <laughs> no, <laughs> technically, no. let's there's <laughs> a happy joke in there but I won't take it but it's no, the, no, no it's I the turnover
1: and it was love at first touch.
0: yeah right it happens man it happens you know like love just grows
1: <laughs> now I've invited you to my comedy show 700 times you're always like I'm there you've never shown up uh, I've never shown up to
0: anything in my entire life unless I have been am <laughs> and screaming
1: but yet I on don't Instagram you're that. always like he always comments on my thing why are you like this <laughs> he,
0: goes, he goes who made you this way <laughs> so there there are some shots you take. I'm like, why would you do this? Dude, my I'm favorite like, I'm just I'm just like, why who who hurt you? Like you take some of these shots. That's what he says. He goes, Who hurt you? And he goes, Why are you like this? Dude,
1: I start dying laughing because I, I read it in your voice. Some of these shots are brutal. No,
0: like look, look at he sees the answer. Some of these shots are fucking brutal. I'm do like, you remember what?
2: are there anything you remember of like one of the worst Adam shots you can remember?
0: I would have to go I would have to go back I should do that right now but there are some shots <laughs> I'm like bro why uh, he <laughs> like, says why are you like this i start
1: i start laughing i start laughing when he goes why because people are like people think he's being serious like I, I know he's laughing saying why are you like this but yeah
2: <laughs> but he is also being serious
1: yeah, yeah a lot of people no, my, 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 my wife says the same thing to me she says to me right. like why are we married? She says. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's, that's,
1: that's always a questionable side. Why are we married? Too? Uh, yeah. My wife, uh, she's like, why did I pick you? Uh, I, I get that at least once or a, twice, a, twice a week.
0: You got to uh, tell them because love is grand, but mm-hmm. divorce is also 500 grand. Like, yeah, that's now, uh, you, I love you, that. you now, now, did you wrestle in high school or? No, no. I wrestled like half a season once. And I was like, you know what? I'm bad at wrestling. So I went back to boxing. <laughs> that was regrettable. Yeah. <laughs> At this point, I wish I had hung out in wrestling more. But uh, so, yeah, actually, I had, like learned to wrestle as an adult. But When did you, you start becoming a full-time MMA fighter? Uh, full-time, I was probably – actually, I'll tell you exactly. Because – so here's a fun story. I was training, working, everything. And um, I actually only went pro. I quit my job and went pro because at the time, my son's mom got fired from her job. She lost her job. And it was like the beginning of, I think, June of that year. And I was like, oh, man, I've got one month to make rent. And I was like, well, I guess I'm a pro fighter now. So uh, we ended up getting a fight. What year was this? Let's see. This was in 2009. Wow. So, yeah, it was uh, – no, so I went pro in June of 2009. And after that fight, it was the – yeah, it was that fight to where I quit my job, and I was like, okay, I'm going to go pro f- full-time. I, st- I started fighting, and then – uh no, no, I was still working. No, I was still working because it was, what, 2011 is when I st- I quit my job because she got another job. And, uh, she said, Hey man, we talked about it with my schedule. Cause I was in school and I was fighting and I was like, I don't think I want to go to school anymore. I think I want to just like, fight full time and do this. So I'm trying to figure out how to make a better schedule, so I can train more. And she's like, quit your job. I'll pay the bills. If she told me, she, she sat me down. She said like, if you believe you can do this and you, this is what you want to do. And you know, you're going you to see it through. She's like, quit your job. I can pay the bills. Like, go do this, go attack it head on. So she was the first person that actually gave me the ability to train full time. She took, you know, the responsibilities of a household on her shoulders and she ran with it. And she's just like, go do this. Like if you, what if you're going to do it, what was, what, are you, what was she doing for work? Oh, uh, she was a waitress. Wow. So we paid, we paid our bills on a waitress salary and I, and when she, she did it, I would get up, I'd be at the gym, you know, at the time. So we couldn't even afford a babysitter. because we had to cut back. So I would take our son and you know, he's like a baby, two years old, eight o'clock in the morning. We're on a bus. I didn't have a car at the time. We're on a bus going to the gym and I'd be at my gym from 9am to, you know, 7pm hop on the bus like two ride a uh, hour ride home. And we did that for years, but she kind of gave me the ability to train full time,
1: which is right. why people, are like, what do you do at the gym for 15 hours?
0: Um, I, we slept there we ate there because like, i mean like i couldn't like I, I was burning uh bus money going back and forth and then it took like, an hour and a half ride there so you know i slept there like he slept there we ate our meals there you know i would be in for morning classes i'd play with him there which uh you know for a few hours whatever we would go back to evening classes and team practice and i i, I, I would be there all day we come home and that was it so that was that was rough man but uh
2: how do you not lose – I mean because I think a lot of people in different situations uh, can relate. But how do you not lose faith when when you're right in there? And you, I mean is it just – like where do you get that belief in yourself? Is it from your upbringing? Is it from like a good book that you read? Like is it just oh, you're that no.
0: much <laughs> – Because I was <laughs> – no, literally I was just – I was an angry teenager. So I never, I'm angry, I was an angry, angsty teenager. So I never got over like every time somebody was like, you suck or every bad thing never happened to me. I don't have the ability to forget. So I just kind of like internalize it, which is why I'll probably die at like 45 from a brain aneurysm. Like, I'm pretty <laughs> sure like, it can't be healthy. <laughs> I'm, I'm right. I'm right, there.
1: Me, <laughs> I'm right there. My wife literally told me that today. She's like, you carry on this anger, like, because yeah, like, <laughs> it's people doubting you, you always want to prove them wrong. Well, look, look what you've done yeah. with it. It'll yeah. kill you soon, but like, look at you've done with that. Like, <laughs> like You're a, right. There's all these here. people that live a long time, but they never accomplish shit. Yeah, right. Talking.
2: Like, look at Queen Elizabeth. What the fuck did she do? She just waved like this for Nothing. 80 years.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd rather burn twice as bright, twice as fast. Yeah, I. But uh, yeah. that's why pe- everybody's like giving shit. Like, oh, how could you buy your son's mom, blah blah blah, a wedding dress? I was like, because she's one of those. She's one of the. She's one of, the, she's one of two people who could not asked anything in the world for me, and I would never send no. up. Wow. Like my son's mom and my I was actually engaged once, my ex-fiance, and like she whoo, did that did not end on good terms. I promise you that. And she'll probably never speak to me again, ever. But if she were ever to come and ask me for anything, I will do it in a heartbeat because she's another woman who like really helped me and supported me. And like, you know, I was making money and fighting, but I wasn't really making shit. And it was hard, and uh, you know, she kind of she helped support me. She was always my Mike my is my road dog, man. Like I don't know how many times she drove 14 hours to a fight with me while I was like dying from a weight cut in the car. And you know, she was there. She's another one of those people who like she asked me for anything in the world, I would immediately give it to her because even though she never would, because she's one of the two women in my life who like without them, I would never be where I am right now.
1: Were you? Were, were your parents? Are your parents around? Were they? Were they good parents?
0: Oh. Yeah, my, my mom, I still I mean, i give all my mom great. Uh my father wasn't really around. My mom's a, a has a master's in nursing, my father's a doctor. Um uh, I my upbringing was fine. <laughs> like, you know, when you're like and I, I never had a tragic story. My mom's you always at like, law was,
1: school. When you got to law school to become a fighter, were they like, Are you to your
0: fucking mind? I told my mom, like, hey, I don't wanna go to school anymore. I wanna be a fighter. She was like, I spent so much money on your education. <laughs> 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 her first thing was I spent so much money on your education and she's like just get your undergrads I'm like no nah, I'm just gonna drop I'm just gonna go do it now she's like please she's like an undergrads I'll be happy and I was like ah, I'm gonna go play full time and she's just yeah she woo, she's not happy she wasn't happy but uh she is happy that I'm, I'm doing well now she's happy that like you know I can take care of myself and she, she she she's very supportive now. Like she always wanted me to be uh, an academic, but she accepted. Like this is what I want to do, man. This makes me happy, so she's fine with it.
1: Well, look at you, man. You're buying a house. You you raised right. It. You you had some fun times. You got good memories. You got a lot of stuff in like the spank bank. If you have strippers from Miami, dude. Oh that.
0: man, the stories. Did you meet so, her at so You met her at the strip club? No, 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 no. I met her outside the strip club, but like oh uh, <laughs> oh. I'll talk to you a different time about this. It's a fucking crazy story. <laughs> so, oh, wow. so Chris,
2: so, since you've been toying with retirement, obviously you have your eye on, on the future. Like let's say you have another good five years in the UFC, which is very possible, obviously. Do you want to be like a – do you want to work on – with the UFC? Do you want to be like a, a broadcast journalist and call fights or what are you, what are you looking at?
0: Uh, it's weird, man. I don't. I don't really know. I've uh, I've done a lot of commentary and stuff, and gotten a lot of good positive feedback about that. So, like, maybe you know, that is like a broadcast journalist or something I do in that regards. Um, I've I've always had fun calling fights. So I've always had fun breaking them down. I think I'm very good at uh, analyzing fights stuff like that. So maybe there is something in that. I, for someone who's like tried to retire a bunch, I really don't have a plan B. Like, there is no plan B. Plan B is enforcing Plan A. This is why I always go <laughs> back. Like, yeah. <laughs> so i don't know man but i think there could be a, i think that could be a fun way to stay involved with a foot in without having to like be in the gym and doing things because like once i retire i really want to be out of the gym
1: Dude, i did the same I've thing you know, i got out of college because i'm like i want to have no backup plan yeah but, you <laughs> know i think people they spend so much time on their backup plan and they don't actually try to have a plan you know
0: yeah, you're, people ask, like you said before, like, oh, like, was it belief? That, like, no, man. Like, I I had no, it was so much selfless belief. But at the same time, like, I put all my eggs in one basket, man. Like, I I, I missed, it was this or, like, it was going to be nothing. And I wasn't going to allow myself to fail. And, like, you know, it's it's always a questionable idea not to have a safety net. But not having a safety net makes you really go for it.
1: Now, when you're walking into the octagon, are you thinking about – all the, the bus rides, all the times on the floor, your kid, all the shitty fucking things you had to do, all the promoters that fucked you over, all the all the blood, sweat, and tears, all the times you've been passed over, the contender that you didn't get in, This is that going through
0: your head and you're like, I deserve this? So not in the octagon. When walking walk into the octagon, all I'm thinking about is the fight, man. I, I, I genuinely love fighting. I love that moment. And like, that's for me, that, that's my moment, man. Like, I guess that's all I'm caring about is the fight but for me especially leading up to the fight the camp that's all i think about. i lose sleep over that. that's all i think about every night is like everything they like, it costs to get here and i'm somebody who's like i get yelled at, like even in vegas i'm somebody who trains a lot even by vegas standards like you know with the fight capital and i have a training schedule that like most people is just like it's like this is insane like what are you doing to yourself and I walk around. They say people laugh. They see me like on the mats. I'm I'm trying to be a demon, man. The moment the rounds over, the mats of uh, practice is over. I walk like petrified wood. I walk like I'm fucking seventy years old. And they're like, "How do you like? Why do you do this to yourself?" Like i you know I'm in the gym more than anybody, and uh, I have a training schedule that works than anybody. And I'm like, "Okay, man, I do it because there's so much that it took to get me here, and I'm so terrified." A failure because like there's I had to sacrifice so much my kid had to sacrifice so much the people that I love have sacrificed so much and like you know like not even just the sacrifice there but people don't realize fighting makes you crazy guys like as a man especially it's really like there's a lot of like ego that goes into fighting so when things aren't going your way, like a lot of guys tend to like fall apart. I was one of them to where like, you know, I made some questionable decisions because how I felt, how fighting me feel in my life. So there's a lot of stuff that happens that you'll never get back. A lot of things you can't take back. And like, you know, a lot of lost time opportunities. So I'm in the gym 24-7 because I'm like, I, I paid this price and I can't afford to like fail now. If I fail now, all of that was for nothing. And I refuse to let that be for nothing. I can't.
1: Well, let's just say, God forbid, something happened to you tomorrow. You, just so you know, none of it was for nothing. Uh, all the people, I'm getting better. All the, people, all the people you've helped, all, everything yeah. you've done. I mean, you don't even know the impact you've had on other people. I mean, you know the impact you've had on your son, which who knows what the fuck would have happened to him. A kid born with no father.
0: Yeah, I mean,
1: To a 19-year-old girl. Jesus. I mean, eh. just, just open up any – Go to any jail and ask them. Yeah, right. Yeah. And you'll find out exactly what probably would have happened. Um, But then all the kids you've inspired, all the classes you probably taught, all the people, all the people looking up to you, your family, your mom, you know. You're going to make them cry. You're going to make them cry.
0: No, no, it's, it's crazy, man. Like He's right, though. Like, I get a – it's funny, man. I get so many messages on, like, Instagram and Twitter from people saying, like, hey, man, you inspired me to not give up. You inspired me to keep going. I get a lot of messages from people. It's funny. I get messages from people like, hey, man, like, no, you don't know me, but do you have time to talk when I'm just going through things? I always answer those. I'm like, yeah, man, like, you know, like, talk to me. It's, it's so weird because, like, people will reach out and just be like, hey, man, like, I'm going through some things. Like, can I just talk to you? And I'm like, yeah, man, fucking talk away. Like, what's off? Like, and I I'll always make time for that. And it's just cool to see that, like, you know, even if you don't, like, specifically reach out to one person, people can see you as somebody they can reach a handout to for help. And like, that that's a really cool feeling for me.
2: Yeah. That's amazing.
0: It's really? crazy. I can get them all the time and I'll sit there and like, well, I'll have conversations like, bro, like, get it off your chest. Like I'll do what I can.
1: Dude. That's amazing. Cause most people would just keep that on red or just block them or ignore no, it. No,
0: you never know, man. Like you, like one of my biggest regrets in life is like not being there for people when they needed me. And now those people aren't here. Mm. and i'll never like you can't go back and change the past and like those people are they're gone like you know like you, you you've always wondered like if you could have made a difference or like had you answered the phone or had you been available would like things be yeah. different so now i never want to be i never want to have to ask myself like could i have made a difference and like maybe the timing's inconvenient i'm like okay fine whatever like Unless I'm on my way to a fucking like emergency room with a gunshot, wound, I can probably make time. But <laughs> like, yeah,
2: I just love that, Dave. I get your number and I call you. Hey, Chris, I'm on this date right now, and this girl, Stop. she's being really Stop. weird. You know, everything. I'm, like,
0: I'm, yeah. I'm that guy, like bro. Like I'm I the ultimate bro. I will, I will get you through this. Like, all right. <laughs> oh
1: my god. Hey guy, there's a crazy guy uh, attacking me on a motorcycle. He looks like Sean Strickland. <laughs> I was wondering <laughs> if, if you could talk to him. For, for me. <laughs> well listen, uh thank you, Chris. I know it took up your time. Uh no, you I'm
0: glad to be here. No, never that.
1: Best uh can't wait for your next fight. Can't wait to hang out with you. Hopefully you'll come to the show one time. Uh you're the man. And uh best of luck with everything, brother.
0: I appreciate you, man. Thank you guys, thank you very much. It was yes, a fun time. You,
1: Take care. All right, that was Chris Curtis. Dude, don't you feel like
2: fighters are such better people than comics?
1: <laughs> yeah, I think terrorists are better people than fucking. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> do you know any comments yeah, I adopted
2: this this child. I was a father to this child who had no money nineteen no.
1: no, it's uh, hey, could you let me money for this abortion? uh <laughs> I'm trying to fuck this chick. she's three months pregnant. <laughs> you know where they'll do perform a surgery at, at, at nine months uh yeah, no it, it's uh, yeah, what a great guy, I mean, geez. yeah. Uh, you know, and like that's the thing, man. Like you don't, I don't know. A lot of times during the UFC uh, telecast, I, I you don't want to make it to a lifetime movie, you know. But uh, mm-hmm. but I do sometimes. Sometimes they they just say some weird stuff, like uh, they go, like Have he lost custody to his kid. Like you're like, Wait, what? <laughs> But they don't they don't tell you like like for example, the kid Journey Newsom um, fought last week. You know, I had him on the show. He went to 15 different um like orphanages or whatever the group homes.
2: Yeah, yeah. And
1: his mom was a crackhead and his father was a boxer and couldn't take care of him. And he had four siblings and now he's in the UFC fighting. You know what I'm saying? Like Yeah. I kinda wish, and I, I tweeted it out, but I kinda wish that like th- to me that would I'd be I would root for him now. You know, uh 100%. There's so many things that, and people are like, huh? Like, like we get it on the podcast that we had that one guy on. his name. He like the guy who, who gained a hundred pounds, but basically learned how to fight. Cause he was at a wedding and memory. I remember. And a guy's like, you're fat. You should do jujitsu. And then next thing <laughs> you know he's under a tree training. And yeah, yeah, yeah. now he's in the UFC. You know what I'm saying? Like shit like that. You're like, it can't be that hard. Like They need to have somebody to interview these people. That go, hey man, like this might be a cool thing to talk about, like absolutely. But they don't. For some reason they do. Kind of like thing.
2: American Idol have the have the you know <laughs> to play the music. They're walking yeah, to mean, the home.
1: I would be more invested, or or even if like like the girl who's a stripper, the girl who's a stripper uh, has a book out called The Stripper Bible. You know, yeah. And, um,
2: you know what? That's a great idea. They could just do like short little, like two three minute promos per fighter about their personal life that, like, someone, you know, as opposed to them just standing there with the music playing where they go, I'm going to punch him in the face a lot, you know?
1: They kind of did that back in the old UFCs a little bit. Like, at least they went to, like, they did, like, these home footage of the guy chopping wood with his truck and, like, living in a trailer. It was like, I'm a no-degree block. But at least it was, like, funny because the guy had a stupid mustache. And, you know, (laughs) like, but they did – yeah, I don't know. Like I told Dana that I I literally told Dana that I go look, man. The Ultimate Fighter is what kind of saved your company, which he, I mean he he knows that, and it's because if you would have just put that last fight, Stefan Bonner versus Forrest Griffin on TV, no one would have gave a fuck if it was just a standalone fight. Yeah, But the twelve weeks that you got to actually see these idiots in a in a thing, and then you're like, oh shit, that's the guy who has a kid, and that's the guy who. Yeah the baby mama and that's the person who's from a broken home and this is the plumber and that's the guy who's a that, that's my gardener you know what I'm saying like you're like oh yeah. fuck you identify with that guy and then you're like oh I want to see how he does um 100% but, but now they don't they put the ultimate fighter now on ESPN plus you, you have to be a die hard to watch it no one has Spike TV's not even a thing anymore yeah and, um, and uh yeah I just think that uh they I mean not no, look I mean you're going to be kind of, you know, the, the guys from Dagestan, you're going to have a hard time finding things you can, <laughs> you can relate to. <laughs> like, like he grew up in his country, but even that, like, I mean, there's people literally told me that like, he's from Iraq. The guy from Iraq told me his whole village was fucking burned to the ground. Yeah, crazy. I, like, I don't know. I mean, it, to me, it would, it, would, it, would, it would make sense, especially with some of the girls. Holy fuck. I mean, you, you know, a girl like Jesse Jess who comes from an abusive relationship and you're just like, fuck, and this happened and that happened, and you're like, you're rooting for this person, you know. Of course, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know why they don't do I mean, you know, not everything has to be like that, but especially with this dude, like uh, I mean Sam Alvey adopted like like three black kids or something. Like and has like nine kids now, and his wife is on a, was a American next top model uh was like top three and she was coaching them. And, and they yeah. lived in like Nebraska, uh, Tennessee. It's fucking crazy this this dude's story, you know? But instead, yeah, you see yeah. fucking dumb guys smiling on the way to the thing. You're like, who cares, uh, you know? Yeah.
2: Every once in a while, they'll kind of go like they went into Michael Chandler and his whole adoption and all that stuff.
1: Yeah, when the but guy's was- fighting for the title, they do that. But that's already yeah. too late, you know? um yeah. Like, what you got to do it when when on the prelims, when nobody gives a fuck, I mean, yeah, uh, that's when you'll, that's when you actually will give a fuck about the guy, in my opinion. I mean, look, you're at the, they're at the apex, you're running in front of seven people, uh, no one gives a fuck. It's two in the afternoon. Like, give me something that I could, like,
2: grab. yeah, when they have all the stats, it could be like, you know, high weight, and then like a fact, like, born in a test tube, or just something like, I just some fact that's like a little bit off it's that
1: just, Dude, they had that embellator they had has 14 siblings that was a stat <laughs> <laughs> like what like that was on the thing and you're like <laughs> i did i think i laughed for like an hour when i saw <laughs> like 14 like what does that mean? The parents fuck a lot, like, like,
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: It was, it probably wasn't the same mom, but, uh, same dad. It was the same mom, obviously. Or maybe it wasn't. Who knows? Like, uh, give me something. There was, there was no back. That's fucking funny. Oh, okay. No, don't allude to it. Don't go. Oh yeah, he comes from a very uh, diverse, you know, dysfunctional background. And <laughs> What? Yeah, yeah. I know they should do that. They should. That's what I would do if I was in charge. But then I, I would get too carried away with it and be like, Yeah,
2: yeah. You make everything funny.
1: I, I put their OnlyFans account on the bottom. You know, like
2: <laughs> their latest tweets. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I would be like, uh Yeah, like is a dog walker. You know, like uh, that was the best though. They even with mayhem. Who, by the way, I talked to him once a week. He's doing much better in the jail. Oh yeah, what the fuck? Is he still Mexico? No, he's in jail. He's been in jail for like two years, but he's, when I, when he, when I talked to him in jail, he's the only guy I know who sounds great in jail. But most people like, like sound great when they're not in jail. Uh, he sounds like they got him on the right medication. Um, they got him on the right. He's not distracted. Um, he's reading lots of books. I guess he's training the kickboxers out in the yard. He's in Chino Penitentiary. Yeah, is it getting out anytime soon at all? In May, I think May. But he's teaching okay. a kickboxing class, and he says he has transgender cheerleaders. Um, and then they gave him a dog. Uh, he's training oh. a dog. So he's happy about that. Uh, he tried to get. To, I guess the jail has a fire department. You can become a fireman in jail, and then I think you'd be good at starting the fires. But but you get like uh. You get like time served and a half, I guess, or if you get become a fireman, but oh. uh, but he didn't make the fire team. Oh,
2: <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> That's good that he's doing well, man. I I thought about him the other day, man. Like he he, he was such a funny guy, he's so smart.
1: Dude, he I him a lot of, you know when he, when he calls, I try to I tell him about every single fight. I just try to like. Create some kind of normalcy for him. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't get, like, get that deep and shit. But I just, we, I tell him all about, you know, Dana White slapboxing competition league and Jake Paul beating Ederson Silva, like anything ridiculous. So it's like, he, he fucking just died. He starts dying laughing. Like, <laughs> you know, he has, has that like manic fucking laugh. Yeah. But then when it, you know, yeah, yeah, it, it's like, do you think about like, all, you know, that kid was on top of the fucking world. You know, I remember going to his birthday party. There was about seventy-five Asian women dancing, and him in the middle of them. And the dude was like on top of the fuck, like, <laughs> like, and he had a new car that the UFC bought him from the Ultimate Fighter. And he was fighting Bisbing coming up, and he was going to be a co- he was a coach on the Ultimate Fighter, and yeah. he beat Sakuraba in like a minute. And you're just like fully beat down. Was it what, what year season four or whatever it was? And like, you know, Kevin James was like in his corner. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it was just like, fuck dude. You know? Uh, but I mean, look, I mean, that's what, uh, he's alive, you know, he probably, yeah. should. He probably shouldn't be alive. <laughs> you know, based on yeah. like statistic wise and how he was living, you know? And he, he's beating the odds. In that regard. So maybe
2: he's just better in prison. Maybe when he comes out, it's just too much, man. Maybe he's gonna come out and it's like,
1: what? I
2: don't know.
1: Man, I you know, I mean I think that uh I don't know, man. It, it's hard. It's hard because he's so smart and charming and funny. So it's it's hard to not get like you really want to help the guy. Yeah. But then you know, I remember somebody telling me that like they went up behind him to like scare him one time like hey what's up it's me and then he looked back and they just saw the scariest eye like like they they said that they, <laughs> they couldn't sleep for like two months or something <laughs> like, like they were like he just looked and he, like that's a scary motherfucker like man, man you know yeah <laughs> but i mean he does shit that's like fucking hilarious man like when he missed weight by 27 pounds in Italy and then he stepped on the scale and then got off and then took off his boxers and went back on the scale, like as if that was going to (laughs) be. And then they kicked him out, but he said he had a, he had a G string under that. Like he was going to keep going. He was like a, he was like fucking carrot top of weigh-ins, you know, like he was just going to have all these props. (laughs) He was like one of those like Russian things that you just keep fucking, you know? Oh shit. Anyway. Anyway, Bill, Hope, what do you got coming up?
2: Uh, what do I got coming up? Um, just at the Laugh Factory this week and Friday and, you know, the Christmas, do the Christmas shows for the homeless people. Nice. And then, uh, God, work-wise, man, yeah, I don't have anything, any headline gigs for a, a month or two, so. Got
1: so. It. Okay. I will be in Rochester, New York, December 28th, 29th, at the Carlson Comedy Club, and then in – First week of January, I'm at the Off the Hook Comedy Club in Florida. And then uh, Edmonton, um, Edmonton, Canada, January 12th to 15th. So thank you to Chris cool. Curtis. Thank you, man. And uh, take care, Bill. You're the best.
2: Hey, bye bye.